0: Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up.
1: 30 hours of screen time causes an increase in skin inflammation by 40%, which is massive. And what that means is a reduction of elasticity of the skin, which contributes to early aging, which is, you know, kind of like crow's feet around the eyes, etc. So, you know, all these things are coming off the back of blue light.
0: I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world leading face yoga expert, best selling author of the book Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it would mean so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert podcast. A warm welcome back to this week's episode. So, we are talking eyes this week, and we were talking about how to get healthy, youthful, vibrant eyes both inside and out. And my guest is the optometrist and amazing entrepreneur, Dhruvin Patel. You may have seen him if you watched BBC Dragon's Den back in July but he makes an amazing range of blue light blocking products, which he is sending me to try this week, which I am super excited about. And I will let you listen to the episode to learn a little bit more about it. But just to let you know, if you want to purchase any of these blue light blocking products, you just need to use the coupon code face yoga, you'll get 25% off if you buy a product in the next seven days. And after that's going to be 10% off. And the reason he makes these amazing blue light blocking products is to protect our eyes from eye strain, from fatigue, to help us sleep better, but also to stop our eyes aging inside and out. Drew talks in the podcast about how we can get inflammation, lines, crow's feet around our eyes from not only the blue light that our screens emit, so our laptops, our phones, our tablets, but also the artificial light in our lamps and our lights around us. And I was really interested in this episode to learn that our lights and our lamps emit more blue light than our screens. So although we're not directly looking at our lamps all day long, they're actually emitting way more blue light. So one of the products that Druvin makes is amazing lamps that you can have by the side of your desk. And then there's ones that you can use by the side of your bed as well, which actually are blue light blocking. And then they actually help you to sleep better. They lower your stress levels. They stop the eye strain. So many benefits. They also do amazing blue light blocking glasses and there's also blue light blockers for your iPhone, iPad, MacBook, monitor, laptops. So if you go to Ocushield, so that's spelled O-C-U-S-H-I-E-L-D, Ocushield.com, All the information is on there. It's well worth a look, Um, particularly if you are interested in your eyes looking younger and healthier and maintaining your eye health outside, but also maintaining your eye health inside. And I know if you're a listener of this podcast, you're also really into your wellness and doing anything you can to help really improve your sleep and help reduce your stress levels as well. So that's ocushield.com and your code is faceyoga to get your discount. So you can put that in when you buy the product. So super excited about this podcast. So let's get straight into it without further ado and welcome the lovely Druvin. Dhruvin, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you for coming on, and I'm so excited to talk everything eyes with you, because I know this is your area of expertise, and I know you've been in this industry for a long time, so I'm really interested to take it right back to the beginning. What got you interested in eyes and eye health?
1: Yeah, totally. So when I was um, actually at school, uh, you know there was a few things that I loved, and that was biology computer science and product design when, you know, as you do, you know, you do your work experience and the two places I chose was actually a, a computer shop and an opticians. <laughs> <laughs> and out of the two, it was interesting. You know, I loved, I grew up on computers, loved making them doing anything like that. And, you know, I was thinking of a career in coding and actually I found during that work experience, there's a lot of zeros and ones involved. And, you know, you'd sit there and I was like, I don't think I can do that for the rest of my life. I mean, although now they, you can copy code and it's a lot easier. But back then I was like, wow, you know, my gut feeling was that's not going to be my calling. And then with my experience in opticians, you know, I shadowed up an optometrist at um, a Specsavers branch. And I just loved that they could help people, you know, immediately when they'd have a consultation and, you know, given the gift of sight, I thought, wow, that's so fantastic. And, you know, the optometrist at the time said, yeah, look, you know, it's a great profession. I'd really recommend it. And for those few days of spending that time with that professional, I was like, right, this is, this is what I'd like to do.
0: Amazing. And how long have you been doing it now?
1: So I, my studying in this field began in 2011 to 15. So I studied for five years and then I qualified in 2016. So in the eye care industry, you have to do exams and all of that jazz. But I've been fully qualified since 2016. So it's been just over five years where I've you know, worked with Boots, Vision Express, Specsavers and numerous opticians um, and in hospital settings as well.
0: I love that. And I love that not only that you've got that medical background, but you're very much an entrepreneur as well. And I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about your new products. So and I know in July, you're on the BBC show Dragon's Den and really successful with that. So talk us through a little bit about your, your business and your entrepreneurial journey.
1: Yeah, certainly. So it started, as I said, when I was at university in City, City University in London. In 2013, I was working on the weekends at Vision Express and actually the lead optometrist, she gathered the team, included myself and said, hey, we've got this new product innovation for people that wear wear spectacles. And she said, it's something called blue control. And if patients have this on their glasses, they'll have less eye strain. And I was naturally intrigued, was my mother's always told me when I'm growing up, stop looking at screens. Was are bad for your eyes? But she never had a reason for it. She just kind of says, stay away, you know, sit further but whatever. And I thought, wow, is this the missing piece to the puzzle? So the following week I ran back to the university and I demanded from my faculty and lecturers that I could do a research project on the topic. And I, I somehow I got my way. So I researched how blue light affects the eye's physiology and circadian rhythms, which is the eye structures and sleep wake cycle. And after nine months of doing that, I found, yes, not only did blue light from screens cause visual stress, the eye strain, fatigue, and headaches, but it also suppressed melatonin, which made it harder for us to sleep. So I thought these are two massive pain points. You know, we're only in the iPhone 3 or 4 era at that time, screens were only getting bigger and brighter. And I wanted to take that technology and put it into something that could go directly onto the screen itself because, you know, selfishly for myself, I don't wear glasses. So I didn't want to go and get glasses to have this technology. So so I thought actually the world's population, you know, 70% of them don't wear glasses, so they won't be able to use that. Let's, you know, go on this, this journey. So when I had that idea, I was fortunate that my university had a sister university called Cass Business School, and they they encouraged entrepreneurship. And I said, hey, if you have an idea, submit it to this competition. And after a six-month period, two or three stages later, I won this competition and I got some grant funding from the university. And I spent the next 18 months researching and developing the specification, the technicalities of my product. And... In January 2015, I had that product ready. And what I did in that time period was I set up a Wix.com website and anyone I spoke to, I told them what I was doing. And somehow I must have convinced a thousand of those people to pre-order the products that I was working on. (laughs) And with a bit of the grant funding, a bit of student loan, and those pre-orders, I was able to launch the OccuShield business from my university dorm room. You know, it was only one or two small products for a few devices, but I pretty much had, you know, like a minimum viable product, and I was and I was shifting products from my university dorm room. And what happened from then? It's been a really organic journey. You know, I qualified in two thousand sixteen, and you know, the business grew to a six-figure business in two in two thousand eighteen. And I said, I need to you know, I was still contractually tied to Specsavers. I said, I need to stop doing evenings and lunches. I need to go full-time onto this because I feel with my time, you know, I love impacting patients, but I only can test 10 to 20 patients a day. With OccuShield, I thought, actually, I can make a much bigger impact if I can serve hundreds or thousands of people a day with the products that I was creating. So I thought, no, I need to go full-time onto this. And that's what I did in 2018. And up until now, you know, we've, we've sold products in over 70 countries. Um, as you mentioned, we went onto on Dragon's Den. And our products are not just screen photos of smartphones, tablets, and laptops. But we do a glasses range, a lighting product as well. And um, yeah, as I said, it's just been a really organic journey.
0: I love that it's such an interesting story and I'm really intrigued to know more about the impact that blue light actually has on our eyes and of the health of our eyes inside but also maybe outside as well so what we're seeing visually when it comes to how our, our skin is aging perhaps so maybe you could shed light excuse the pardon <laughs> shed light a little bit more on that please
1: Yeah, totally. So taking it back to kind of the GCSE and A-level science days, here in the UK, we're very familiar with sunglasses. And on them, you usually have a sticker which says UV 400. So when we're looking at um, the spectrum of light, sunglasses block out any light from zero to 400, which is ultraviolet light. What you have from 400 to around 700 is visible light. So all the light we can see around us. And then 700 onwards is kind of infrared and x-ray and radio waves light. So what we're concerned with here is a visible spectrum of light. Now, 400 to 500 nanometers is the blue light that we're talking about that comes from devices that's around us in lighting and also the sun itself. But the reason why it's important is this is a shorter wavelength of light. It carries higher energy and it's proven to impact us in three ways. So I mentioned about the eyes. So blue light from 400 to 450 nanometers, cumulative exposure causes that Visual stress, which means your accommodation, your convergence, that is all impacted, and you're getting, you know, a much tighter system. Which, you know, I like to share an example when when you're at the gym, you know, if you do, you know, 10 to 20 reps of a muscle, you know, of an exercise, that muscle roots when you're tired. In the same way, your eyes have a lot more resilience, but all these things impact your eyes, and blue light is a contributing factor to that visual stress and the tiredness. There's also studies which show long term that Blue light can be impacting our eyes and contributing towards eye diseases such as macular degeneration, which actually is a disease of the eye where you lose your central vision, which is really scary, but there's signs that you know you should be limited to blue light because of this and then secondly, I mentioned about sleep. you know melatonin is a hormone which when we're you know getting ready in the evening, um, our body starts to produce it now what happened back in you know back in the old days in the caveman times you know what they'd have was the sun that would tell their body it's the it's a day because something called the retinal ganglion cells in the eye they actually see the sunlight that blue light hits their eyes and it tells their body wow it's a daytime so i'm not going to produce any melatonin but what happens when the sun sets is that cue is no longer there so melatonin is produced and back in the day they used to use candles for lighting and candles don't emit blue light so you know they could sleep very very nicely but what we're doing now is we're bringing in the form of the sun into our homes in the form of artificial light into our hands where we're saying actually it's a daytime because we're looking at screens and your body's you know it can't tell the difference between you know if it's real or artificial light so that's impacting our sleep and sleep is so important because if you don't have a well-rested sleep it's going to impact your the day following. You know your productivity, how you're feeling, your interaction. So that's massive as well. And lastly, you mentioned you know the area around the eyes the skin. So actually, new research has been shown, and it came out last year by Unilever, which said thirty hours of screen time causes an increase in skin inflammation by forty percent, which is massive. And what that means is a reduction of elasticity of the skin which contributes to early aging, which is, you know, kind of like crow's feet around the eyes, et cetera. So, you know, all these things are coming off the back of blue light. And, you know, we're now just finding that there's all this research that's been there, but it's now coming to fruition and more in the limelight that we do need to look at ways of mitigating the risk of blue light.
0: Absolutely. So I guess the obvious one is literally cutting down the time that you're spending on a laptop, on a TV, on a phone, and, and particularly in the evening period. Of course, your products must really, really help with that as well. And I imagine also what you're doing throughout your day. So the exercise you're doing, whether you're getting daylight, fresh air, that type of thing is all going to help with that process
1: too. Yeah, totally. And you know, I I always say that. If you can, you want to, you know, there's two simple ways that you, you can utilize that can reduce your exposure or the impact. And as you said, um, cutting down the time is is one, but what I'd say is brightness. So, you know, simply, if you can just reduce the brightness of your screens, you're reducing the intensity of that blue light. And then secondly, proximity. I always say the distance that where you're sitting to screens is really important. So any laptops or monitors, they should be at least at arm length away from you. You know, you should try to do that as much as possible. But yeah, but by simply just holding things a little bit further away, you're going to reduce the impact as well. And those are two really simple things that you could be doing.
0: Amazing. That's great advice. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about dry eyes and twitchy eyes as well. Again, which I know a lot of people get from excessive screen use, perhaps not sleeping well, stress. So talk us through a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, totally. And, you know, dry eyes is something that a lot of people have been struggling with as well due to the the screen time and the pandemic as well. People are just, you know, they're working from screens or leisure activities or from screens or contacting family members. And what's a really interesting statistic is when we're looking at screens, we only blink three times a minute. We should be blinking at least 18 to 20 times. And why that's important is when you blink, you're actually lubricating the eye because you have something that's called a tear film. And when you don't blink, what happens is that lubrication evaporates. The, you know, the tears evaporate and you start feeling dry eyes. And that impacts you because one, the visual clarity won't be good enough. But two, also you'll get sensations of itchiness, burning, and that's going to impact you um, as well because it's, it's not a comfortable feeling at all. So dry eyes is is something massive, and I'd always say, yeah, with you know something simple like having a post-it note on your screen and just writing blink in capital letters. It sounds really silly, but actually you'll be working and you'll oh, Actually, you've seen that and you can actually blink. Pause. But you know, if you're like me, I work on I'm working and I do forty-five minute stints, and you know that time can just fly by, and you know you, you, by by the end of it, you you definitely not blinked as much as you should have. So by putting on that that there, that's a really good. Way to tell you as a cue, and I'm really big on habits. You know, those those small habits can really impact your day. So, dry eyes, um, yeah, it's so multifactorial. And I say, if anyone's struggling from dry eyes. There's also some great things nutritionally that that can help. You know, omega threes are really important. And now, you know, I'm vegetarian, so I also use algae oil rather than you know um, omegas derived from fish. But again, you know, those oils that need to be in the eyes, they need to come from somewhere. So it's either going to be from your food or supplementation. But nine times out of ten, most of us don't eat enough of the foods that need to get those oils to the eyes. So that's going to really help with the dry eyes element.
0: Great. And what about eye twitching?
1: <laughs> so mm-hmm. eye twitching is one of those things that everyone probably gets every now and again and you're like, why why is this happening? You know, what, what is the reason? And most of the time the eye twitching is generally down to the body telling you you are stressed out, you know, you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, something's going wrong. And it's a really good cue that your body's telling you that you need to stop doing what you're doing at the moment and get some more rest. And most of the time eye twitching is is not a sign of anything that's serious it is just generally your body you know, telling you, stop doing what you're doing. And what I'd say is eye twitching usually goes away after a few days to a week. Um, if you are still getting eye twitching, that's not going away after a few weeks and you have any other systems, any symptoms, sorry, do get some professional expert advice. But as I said, it, it's something that comes and goes, but it's your body telling you, you are stressed out, you know, take action. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And I know that you mentioned habits and you're really big on habits. So I'm really interested to know a little bit about your daily wellness routines, any habits you have, maybe if you have like a morning or evening routine that you do. So maybe talk us through all of that.
1: Yeah, totally. I'll talk to you through to my morning and um, evening routine. So my morning routines, you know, generally now I've, I've I'm always testing my routines to see what works for me. And I think now with the hybrid environment, I've seen that actually waking a little bit later is great for my system because I'm more of an owl and actually I work better in the evenings. So now I wake up at 7am, I do my usual brushing the teeth in the shower, and then I'm straight into reading. I really find reading captures my mind, but also allows me to, you know, not be distracted with all my thoughts I have in my head of what the day is going to look like. If I can get stuck into a good book, usually it's nonfiction because I'm all about self-development and I love that. But sometimes when I'm just overthinking everything, you know, a good fiction novel really, you, you know, can really help that process. And I do 30 minutes of reading and then I move on to some brain training. So actually I use an app at the moment called Elevate. There's also another one called Luminosity. The reason I do that is I, w- I was reading that actually if you... Bring maths into your life, what happens is maths actually expands your brain's capacity and working capacity, which is really interesting. And if you don't do any maths or anything challenging your brain, your brain is dwindling every day. You know, it's getting small in size, it's not being able to process information or do those. Key challenging tasks. So I, I thought for myself, you know, I feel like my memory is already getting worse. <laughs> How can I ensure that I'm looking after my brain? So I spend about 20 minutes doing these random games, which, you know, are either quantitative or qualitative, and they really challenge me. So I, I start doing that in the morning. And then I spend about 30 minutes planning my day as well. You know, I, I really like to get pen to paper. I'm very much so of a someone that. Was a physical touch. So I lo- love writing down what I'm going to do and plan out my day. And that's kind of the working day. And I usually generally work from nine to six or seven. And in the evening, you know, in the week, I have uh, either two or three activities that I love doing. So that's whether it's sports related, I'm very much so on team sports, football, table tennis, basketball, anything like that. And then also um, anything spiritual. So I also, um, you know, interact with any meetups where you know, there's people that are like-minded in philosophy or spirituality. I think that's important to me. And then kind of going into the evening, I I try not to use um, devices um, one hour up to bed. Of course, if I am using devices, I do have, you know, official products on them. So I'm limiting blue light exposure, but I really want to be, you know, winding down. And I also make sure my lighting environment is also well-suited. So I mentioned lighting also emits blue light. So lighting around us emits more blue light than screens, but why we're not concerned too much about them generally is because the lighting around us is indirect. We're not gonna be looking at the lamp or the light bulb, but it's really important that the lighting around us also um, mimics the time of day and what we're doing. And why, you know, it's, it's like our OcuLamp product. So we have a desk lamp or the OcuLamp. It's an all day and all night lamp, and it allows users to toggle through different color temperatures. And the reason we do this is because we want consumers to understand lighting themselves and educate themselves and find out what types of light works best for them so they can toggle through in the morning uh, a bright daylight light which is at kind of 5500 kelvins which you know can get them ready for the day and in the afternoon they can toggle to a 3500 kelvins light which is a more softer white light and it's not going to be as impactful when they're working at the desk and then finally in the evening we've got a 2500 kelvins light which is a really warmer, White light, you know, a little bit more orange, and they can use that when they're reading, you know, reading a story to to their children or even themselves, you know, as a kind of a a desk light near their bed. So with that as well, the lighting around you, there's some simple things you can use, which is you know a LifeFix or a Philips Hue light bulb, and really setting the lighting around your home in the same way as our Oculant lamp does. So I like to make sure my, my lighting around me is in the right way. And then finally I'd um, you know, do some mantra meditation or some prayers and, you know, then then I'm off to bed and that's that's my usual routine
0: that's a great routine I love it and I learned lots of what you said but one thing that I've definitely and actually when I have guests on the podcast it's really interesting because I always think you know what can I learn myself and what can I take away from hearing your tips and a big thing there was the brain training because I'm always the one to shy away from math so I always have been I always find it's easier particularly in my business to get other people to do that side of things but thinking about how your brain can actually dwindle when you're not training in that way it's quite interesting actually so i think for me the biggest thing i mean you've said so many amazing great tips but something which i'll definitely take away from this is thinking okay danielle maybe you need to take a little bit of time just to train your brain and do a little bit of that that sort of maths and and what were the two apps that you said are really good for that
1: totally so yeah the one i use is Elevate elevate and the second is lumosity And you're you're totally, I'm the same as you, you know, I, I, I think maths is one of my weak points. and like you, I, you know, I have to get support when it comes to the the hardcore maths, when it comes to my business, but I've just realized actually I'm not, I don't have the capacity to do, you know, uh, go and do an evening course to do maths. and really upscale on that. But actually what I can do is every day, if I can do a, you know, a, a simple thing, which can compound over numerous months and years, I'll be a lot better than trying to make a big commitment to something which you know i'm probably not going to carry on doing because <laughs> i don't enjoy it already you know mask is something i don't enjoy
0: <laughs> oh that, that's good to know actually but good that you're sort of saying that you're just still going through that every day and just making yourself do it so i'm definitely going to start adding that to my routine i love that so the final thing i want to ask you which is sort of along this thread of wellness is if you could share with our listeners one top tip for just really feeling good and for cultivating inner peace what would that be? That's a
1: really good question. I think my one top tip for that is, and it's something I've been doing more recently is actually during your day, just take one deep breath, a conscious deep breath, because, you know, in our day to day, we, we get so caught up with everything that you don't realize you don't you don't live in the present, and it's something I've been guilty of in the past as well. And now, what I try to do is whenever I go to, so for example, when I'm working at home, whenever I go to the kettle, it's a cue for me to have a deep breath. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, I do s- silly things like that. Where I do have usual things in my routine, but I'm like, right, this is this is a reminder for me to take a deep breath and just be present in the moment, and that's really helped me, you know, in my life to to move forward and not worry about the future but also not have anxiety about the past
0: Absolutely. I think that's an amazing tip. And it would have been what I share as well. You know, I always say the most important thing we can do for our wellness is focusing on our breath and our breathing. I mean, it just brings everything into the present moment. I think if we can combine that, the breath and being in the present moment with gratitude, then we've got sort of a really great formula for feeling good. And then everything else on top of that is a bonus, really
1: yeah and i agree and you know that these things there's, there's going to be days and periods where you don't you don't do them you've totally forgot about whatever and that's totally fine you know yeah. and but you know i always previously i'd get stressed that was i've not maintained doing it every day but you know things happen in life and that changes but if you can always you know stick those to your foundation and try to implement them as much as possible you're going to be a lot better off
0: absolutely and if people would like to get in contact with you learn more about your fabulous products where can they do that
1: yeah so you can reach us at ocushield.com which is o-c-u-s-h-i-l-d.com you can find us on instagram as well it's get and if you want to reach me personally i'm also on instagram just my name which is druvan patel which is spelled d-h-r-u-v-i-n-p-a-t-e-l and also LinkedIn and yeah feel free to message on any any platforms or even our website you'll be able to reach me I'm sure the message will be passed on but happy to help with any eye related or blue light problems.
0: Oh thank you Juven you've been a wonderful guest just full of amazing tips and knowledge so thank you again for being a guest on the Facio Expert podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me Danielle.